from Los Angeles, California. This is The Relationship Show with Dr. Wendy and Miss Jenny. This is a casual conversation between two friends and colleagues taking serious topics not so seriously. This podcast contains strong language and is intended for mature audiences. It is for entertainment purposes only. Enjoy. This episode was recorded on Monday, November 14th, 2016, six days after the 2016 presidential election. When we first planned to sit down with beauty artists Chris Crane and Anthony Pazos, it didn't seem crazy that we would be discussing self-confidence. But almost immediately, it became abundantly clear that that conversation would need to happen on another day. Like many people, at this time, we were still coming to terms with Donald Trump winning the Electoral College. With Thanksgiving next week and the solstice holidays around the corner, some of us need to and want to find ways that we can join together with people we know and love and work with. People who may share different feelings regarding the future of this country. And admittedly, I don't know what will happen. No one can. And as a general rule, I discourage anyone from engaging in the cognitive distortions of fortune-telling and catastrophizing. But with that said, I do want to stress for those of you feeling scared, disheartened, and disenfranchised that you are experiencing a normal reaction to an abnormal situation. There's a lot we can do and that can be done, and we encourage you to be vigilant and passionate about what you believe in within the confines of both law and human decency. As heretical as it may seem, my true wish is that my own stormy forecasting that you're going to hear will be proven wrong. And in four years or sooner, I will be recording a podcast on humility, eating my words and praising an unprecedented period of unity, prosperity and progress brought about by a Trump administration. The work Wendy and I do asks people to stay curious about themselves and others. And we know we have to all check our biases. We need to try to find common ground, understanding, compassion, and wherever possible, empathy. If you've listened to former episodes of our podcast, you'll know that I believe strongly that truth, science, and verifiable facts are more valid forms of assessing any situation than simply our emotional responses, religious beliefs, or gut reactions. For many years, I was a professional researcher, and I take accuracy of information very seriously. That said, I've been wrong before and will be wrong again, so I'm fact-checking the news references we make in this episode, and I'll post links in the show notes to articles and resources reflecting the most current information around these topics as of November 17th, 2016. I really encourage you to challenge it, research it, research your researchers, and research your news sources. With all the fake news and noise out there, we do not want to add to it. We don't want to be part of it. Our position here is straight-up American in support of the First Amendment, free speech, free press, freedom of assembly, freedom of religion, freedom to petition your government for grievances. Remember, when electing our officials, we are hiring them to work for us, and we must hold them accountable. Regardless of who the president is or what party he belongs to, this is a red and blue country, a multiracial, multicultural, multidimensional melting pot that has long self-identified as an example of tolerance, acceptance, leadership, and hope for the rest of the world. As I record this intro, the sun is shining and the air is crisp with warm winter wind here in the little bubble, this little blue bubble of Los Angeles, California. And in many ways, it's just another day. So in the spirit of radical acceptance, remember acceptance is not the same as agreement. Practicing tolerance is not the same as condoning the intolerable. 
Let's take a deep breath and remember what Dr. Wendy always says. Stay open. So that's lighter. just bleach? Bleach four times I had a bleach to get this one. Oh, that blonde. color is so good. It's because I'm Latino. I mean. Usually yeah. it's so dark. Because you don't have that orange. That's how I roll. Oh, yeah, of course. But really, I would say go brighter <laughs> and lighter. Might as well, right? Bleach we'll do any color. Yeah, bleach it. It looks so yeah, good I gotta, on you. I gotta wait for my roots to grow out a little bit more, but I'm You'll yeah, fit I'm in it. with the uh, blonde, white <laughs> race, and they won't show All right. Oh, <laughs> Whatever you can do to look like the Aryan dude. Right yeah. now, I think it's like yes, really yes. <laughs> it's really gonna benefit you. This is gonna be I a love good show. it. <laughs> yes. Well, I hope so because I need to lift me up right now. So it's all on you, no pressure, you guys. Yeah. Yes, all three of you. Yeah. Entertain. Just kidding. <laughs> Entertain me, oh, please. I'm <laughs> I know. I turned the air on, so uh, no, because I'm just nervous. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not gonna be nervous. I had to do about. voiceover once. It was horrible. They had to just close. Oh my yeah. god! Stop saying that. Don't create that. <laughs> I know. You're I can't fine. create that. You're right. Yeah. You're amazing. Oh, really? It doesn't even matter. <laughs> If you get nervous, just say an inappropriate word. You are the cutest. I thing do that all the ever. time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it, it's so we're recording. Oh, we're recording. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Testing one, two, three. How you doing? Are you doing? <laughs> this thing on. Forget about it. Yes. Okay. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, I am Jenny JV Wilson, and I'm Dr. Wendy, <laughs> and we are joined today by makeup and hair artist Chris Crane. And Anthony Pazos? Yes, that was awesome. All right. I love the act, the little. How do you Pazos. Do? Pazos, but is it Italian? It's no. Peruvian. Peruvian. Do you habla espanol? Oh, si. Sí. Yes. Muchas gracias. Timichanga. Wow. <laughs> yes. Shh, don't tell the world. Yes. Girl, I don't want to get deported, honey. Right. That's right. Um, so we, we had this recording planned for a while now we were really looking forward to having you guys in and talking about building self-confidence how to maximize one's assets and put your best foot forward and i think these days we're all looking for a little bit more confidence um if not in ourself in our systems and uh we are all suffering under the blessing slash curse of may you live in interesting times um because we are living in interesting times so we're glad that you're with us, and we're glad Chris and Anthony are with us. Uh, and and I think I really wanted you to because you are my glam squad, and it's silly to say that because you know I'm a therapist. But whenever I do any kind of videos or pictures or um, you know anything uh, special, it, they are my go-to people, and so I really wanted to share your gifts and kind of talk about that but then you know the part two of this is there's so much heaviness in the world right now and uh you know so we ask you to kind of authentically chime in with whatever you all want to say and maybe we should start with kind of their gifts absolutely so uh just so everybody listening can have your information chris can be uh can be found at at chris crane at Chris at chriscrane.com and that's k-r-i-z-c-r-a-n-e.com and anthony is at at anthony pazos and that's uh p-a-z-o-s 
and you can email at beauty at anthonypazos.com and find them at anthonypazos.com. And, of course, we'll have all that information in the show notes. They're amazing. Please call them. Go and Fabulous. look at, yeah, look at everything you guys oh, have done. I mean, it's really <laughs> impressive to just sign on and check out your work and... It's really, it's really beautiful. It sounds like you fugly, but then you impressive what you did. She said it, folks. Listen, you know what though? It is a gift. It really is. And so, um, I think what's what is so amazing is when you find something that you love. It's so important that you you follow the breadcrumbs, as I say. And if you can make a living at it, then it doesn't feel like work. So, uh, you know, for Chris, uh, you're amazing because on the outside and you all will see pictures of her and everything she's stunning she's gorgeous a hot blonde and they're both hot blondes yes <laughs> right? oh my god yes i forgot you forgot they're glam forgot squad they're the blonde squad yes for right now because anthony who knows he yeah. switches all the time uh, yes, he doesn't switch with everything but right. the hair he switches right that's one thing i do switch yes. okay, yes. <laughs> but uh chris you know you were sharing i hope it's okay to share this that you were a little shy and yes. it's uh surprising to me because you have, you know, beautiful tattoos, and you're just like this stunning, beautiful woman, and uh, and yet uh, you're kind of silent and quiet, like observing, and is Jenny getting all <laughs> choked up? <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. But, um, <clears throat> you know, and so t- tell me, were you always shy? Yes. Always. <laughs> How did you find, tell me a little bit, were you all, were you like an art student and then flipping? I mean, how did you end up to be this incredible makeup artist? Um, you know, I was looking at fashion magazines when I was a kid. And I was just, I just decided I wanted to do, I wanted to make people beautiful because I like beautiful things. So I just decided one day that's what I'm going to do. I grabbed a friend and we went to a photographer's and I did a before and after thing and what did I do I think I tried to get jobs in like Macy's doing makeovers and stuff (laughs) nobody came over (laughs) so then but then I had another friend who was a model and she um she called me to do her makeup for a photographer and then after that I just got calls from the photographer and then the models I worked on and then she gave my name to another photographer so it kind of just was word of mouth after that um and so no no art school no, no, no school no training for makeup really no certification yeah. so people don't need to get a formal training in order to just toss it to the universe and then do what you love right well you know on the east coast because that's where i started it you were bad if you went to makeup school unless you're doing effects really yeah so it was like oh you went to makeup school oh um, okay, I'm going to call someone else. Oh. <laughs> Either you're an artist or you're not. But nowadays, it's so different. Um, now, like out here, everyone goes to makeup school. And I really don't know what they teach because <laughs> I've never gone. But I did go to cosmetology school. Oh, okay. Because I was told that I needed that license. Oh, yes. Right. But nobody ever asked for it, ever. Nice. <laughs> right. It's all that time and money. Exactly. Right. Right. So then are you saying they don't need it? But so, but out here, I think, I mean, if you want to work in a salon, it's yeah. good to have that. And if you want to do makeup and hair, it's good to have that. You know. I'm dying to ask you, as our listeners probably will be thinking of this, what is your take on the election as far as Hillary's makeup and president 
Their lack? Oh my god. Don't Sorry. say it. That's Trump. I want to know what you think of the makeup, and I cannot wait for Anthony to chime in about the hair. <laughs> Go for it. And this is not bashing anybody. Actually, no, I think Hillary Hillary was fine, like her. I mean they yeah. somebody somebody decided she shouldn't have too much makeup on because when you're older you too much can be too much. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um but Trump? Yeah, Trump has a lot of bronzer on. Does is that bronzer? I, I really you know what? I think it's self tanner. It's self tanner, right? Because yeah. it's too orange to be a bronzer. But who knows? Because some people kind of turn orangey when they tan. And yeah. I mean, who knows with him? It could be. It could be both. Do, are you thinking there's no makeup person, or there is? And I think just that blind? there's a makeup I mean, person what? for him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there is. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe they're just matching his skin tone. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. He hideous. also always looks like he has been in a tanning exactly. bed with yeah. the goggles on. You know, a lot of the men like, will have the white around their eyes because of the sunglasses in the tanning booth or outside. Whatever they're doing outside, they're wearing the glasses. So I get a lot of, like when I work on men, a lot of them have that, the white around the eyes. How would somebody not pull them aside and say, you know, this raccoon look is not really looking. I mean, it really right, is yeah. these white I don't think he goggles. cares. <laughs> Yeah. I think that's a part of his look. Now. Yeah. I think it's like, that's yeah. just who he is now, I, I think. Yeah. That's his trademark? Probably just, that yeah. and the crazy comb over hair. Have, oh, you, have you seen you know I mean? photographs of his mother? I have. Oh, no. All right. Well, is she orange? No. Go oh, <laughs> continue <laughs> this. I'm going to pull one up because I think they both need to see it. I'm really curious. Now. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Anthony, let's get to hair a little bit. Um. Tell me a little bit how it happened for you. How did you... So, how it happened for me was, I kind of just fell into it. I have two sisters, Alyssa and Lauren, who I... Hey, girls. Hey. Who I absolutely <laughs> adore. And there's a 12-year age difference between me and the youngest, and a 10-year between me and the middle. Oh. And it was my job in the morning to kind of help my sisters get ready for school, make them breakfast, because I was like, you know, the bigger brother. Mm. And that's kind of where it all started. I would do little twists in their hair, those, you know, those little butterfly clippies and... Yes, uh-huh. work it! Those, <laughs> I'm talking about those things. It's uh-huh. so cutesy. Um, totally from the swap meet, but it is what it is. And I just had a lot of fun making them look pretty. I remember Britney Spears was really big when I was growing up. And I would... Which one? The Britney Spears uh, younger or... Younger the, Britney Spears. Or the breakdown Britney. Hit me baby one more time, Britney Spears. Okay. Hit me baby one more time. Yes, young have, Britney. Have you worked on her? Can we ask? I have not. I wish. Oh. I you wish. guys, just to share with you, uh, for the listeners, uh, Chris and Anthony work on, and we don't need to share names, but I mean, big, big celebrities, as well as just the common, you know, person who just wants to get a little touch up for some pictures and they are so humble and you would never guess the clientele that they have because they don't talk about it because I guess a person is just a person, right? Yeah. Um, but I get <laughs> They're, they're just paying our bills. Honey. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just realized that I had a natural act to make people look and feel pretty and I did not want to go to college. Even though I went for two years, I just didn't feel like, it wasn't me like studying. I was more a hands-on type of person and I love to create. And so I really got passion out of just making things and creating and, you know, just doing random things around the house, whether it was like trying to make a a random dress, like somehow sewing or 
painting or whatever. Just something with my hands. And, uh, well, we could talk about something with your hands. But... Hey! <laughs> <laughs> but let's keep this show PG-13. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so did you just do, like, white hair or Hispanic hair? Or, you know, did you when did you ever learn about African-American hair? So I started out doing mostly uh, Caucasian hair. And then later on into my career, I met a really talented hairstylist named Kim Kimball. Who, a little bit about my backstory, who works with some of the biggest African-American celebrities in the entire world, uh, like Beyonce. Um, and that's kind of where I learned how to do African-American hair. So now I'm a, you know, I guess I, I know, I guess I kind of look Caucasian, but I'm actually I'm Latino and white. And so it's ironic when they see this, you know, quote unquote, looking white boy, you know, slaying some African-American hair. So yes. It's kind of like, what is going on? This little white boy can braid. Yes. So it's just funny to me. So See, I that's... started on black hair. Oh, see, go I started figure. in the ghetto with a photographer in the ghetto. Go figure. When I first started doing makeup full time. Really? And that's yeah. really hard, So I started on black too. hair and skin, and they taught me everything. Oh, my God. It was awesome. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like the African-American community, when it comes to hair and makeup, it's so much harder. It's so specialized. So much, yeah. Exactly. And if you can do that, I feel mm -hmm. like you can really pretty much, like, anything else is so super easy, I feel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. I'm also hearing that you both really learned by doing. Yes. And mm -hmm. I think that's so important because even if you go to school, I mean, you can learn everything academically in a book, intellectually, but actually putting that knowledge into action is something completely different and things that people will sometimes be resistant to. I think yeah, it's also yeah. trust. It, I could never do hair or makeup and just be like, oh, yeah, this is, I, I got this. You know, do you ever worry? We can play footsies. That's okay. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you all ever worry about, oh, my God, I did too much or I didn't do enough or, you know, had a difficult person? I mean. Yeah. All the time. You yeah. do? Yeah. Absolutely. Because you all look, like, confident. Like, I got this. Like, you just produce beautiful, you know, artistic work. I think for me, what my psychology is about it is that even though I've been doing this for a while, you know, almost, I guess, over 10 years now, I still, I still get nervous. And what I've realized for me, I'm essentially vibing off of the client's energy sometimes. And if the client is feeling super, maybe like super insecure or super like picky or super bitchy or whatever it is, then I'll, I'll have, they'll be more at stake. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I feel like that makes me nervous sometimes, even though I try to yeah. hide it as much as possible. But, you know, sometimes you just get nervous. And I think for me, working with uh, communities that, other than my own, I feel like I'm continuously having to prove myself to them because they may not, quote unquote, trust my ability because I don't look like how they look, maybe. And so um, that was something that I had to kind of work through. Now it's I've been in the game long enough with you know different communities that they're like oh this guy's like I know who this guy is you know no big deal I'm mean, he's like slay it and so now I think I've kind of proven myself but I think internally I still always I'm trying to prove myself just my own part of my artistic insecurity yeah. I guess I don't know yeah I have the same thing yeah it's the same thing if a client is is bitchy or doesn't trust you from yeah. the beginning then you're like oh my god i'm so like i get so nervous oh my yeah. god <laughs> i don't mess it up <laughs> and something. you know they all talk to you all because i always right. say I was like say though, that know. like and i know i read something you wrote anthony about the feeling like a psychologist and i when i first met chris we were having that conversation oh, yeah. <laughs> as well 
Um, Damn, you just quoted my boy. The, you quoted him. The, the <laughs> intimacy is very much like what we do, only we don't have to touch them. <laughs> and, like, they're there and makeup, but, oh. uh, you know, that intimacy... Yeah. And what people share with you. So it makes total sense because I, I know we've talked about this, Wendy, you and I both would pick up on the energy of our clients and we have to sort of learn how to counterbalance that and say, is this me or is this them? And right. I always tell people, you know, anxiety is contagious. So, mm-hmm. you know, if your clients are anxious, it makes sense that you guys would be feeling that as well but the other mm-hmm. thing that I always tell clients too is remember when we're anxious about something it also reminds us that it matters like that we care about what we're doing right. you know yeah I need to remember yeah um <laughs> I guess a rule of a rule of thought that I found that worked for me was if my client was feeling super like beyond high energy and like really bitchy and like spastic then I I normally bring my energy way down. Right. So that mm. even though they're being out of control, I'm like, okay. How are you are talking you? about me? No, 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 no. not no. at all. Oh my God. No. First of all, yes. narcissism <laughs> table for one. Wendy is one of my hottest clients. Literally. Yes, yes. No, seriously. Yeah. We freaking Aww. love Wendy yes, to death. We do. She's gorgeous, has a banging body. <laughs> yep. Hot. We love her. But you guys are really like coaches too. You really it is. You're you're doing the hair, the makeup, you're calming them down, you're attuning with them. Have you ever had clients that are homophobic or racist or something that comes up that you just like go, oh my God. Like, yeah. How much longer do I have to do this? Or would you do this? <laughs> like, would you take someone like, you know, the president-elect? Would you Would you be open to that? Or if somebody goes, we need hair and makeup for, I'm going to say it, people. Oh, oh God. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> It just got a little bit sick. I don't know if I, 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 I don't know if I could. I mean, I have worked on one of the most racist men in the really? country. Like the biggest racist. Who? Oh. It's okay. We don't have to say Yeah. Okay, never mind. Okay. Yeah, he um, came on a TV show I was working on, and I was just like, oh my. And he hit on me, too. I was nice. Just like, and yeah, so disgusting. how did you handle that? <laughs> I just told him I had to wash my hair. <laughs> I can't go out with you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love advice from Chris. <laughs> I had to wash my hair. Yeah, I love that you. That was my reason I couldn't go out. That's actually a legitimate reason, though. But does he, so, so uh, when um, but, people are spouting, you know, this kind of stuff to you all, do you, are you quiet? Do yeah. they want you to talk back? Are you like, oh, yeah, like mm, in yeah, agreement no. because you're scared to say something? I think he was trying to get me to do that, and I was just like, really I'm doing quiet, your makeup. changing the subject, uh-huh. you know, just not. Engaging him, at good all. boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if someone's gonna be spouting out negativity, in or maybe a hurtful or racist type comments for me, I'll listen to it, but I don't want to necessarily give it more power by being like, "Yeah, yeah, absolutely," because it's really exactly. uncomfortable for me at that point. And so when I get uncomfortable, I kind of just, I kind of smile bigger, but that's pretty much all I do: smile bigger. <laughs> And kind of yeah. just like, oh, okay, yeah, all right. What are you really thinking, though? I'm thinking, like, are you effing kidding me? This is, right. like, ridiculous. Okay. Right. That's what I'm thinking. And this yeah. is awkward. Like, I want to hurry up and get this done so I don't have to be here anymore. Do you want to fuck up their mm-hmm. hair? 
No, <laughs> See, that I, don't I will not do. Yeah. But that's not their, yeah, I mean, that's a because, bad reflection on you guys. Yeah, and so, and that's, I know that you're <laughs> probably the same way, but. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. unconsciously, yeah. Oh, some sure. shit comes out where yeah. you, like, you know, just make him a little oranger than he could be. Well, I have a friend that's done that. Oh, really? Because she's mad, yeah, oh, but I can't do it. Little, I can't like, do it. Yeah, yeah, how much I hate the person. I will say this. When someone, when someone's energy towards me feels and I can feel you know how you can feel the energy right you can mm-hmm. feel automatically for me when someone doesn't believe in me automatically and I'm doing their hair and I can kind of pinpoint that whatever I do they're still not going to be satisfied that kind of brings me down and then at that point I kind of just I kind of just like I'm like whatever at that point I don't yeah I don't put as sure. much energy or energy into it because I know at, at the end of it I'm not gonna I'm it's not doesn't matter they're not gonna let me win. So it looks like bed head or a knot in the back of the throat. <laughs> or it's like it's whatever because it's just like whatever because they're gonna talk shit anyway. So yes. I'm just like there's Do just the certain people you cannot please. And That's are there? True. But uh, at the same time, are there jobs you won't take or clients mm-hmm. you won't take? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> So I love how definitively they both <laughs> said that. That's that's such a strong <laughs> response and says something mm-hmm. to me about both of you. That like, oh, very positive. Um, yeah. I mean, I won't take. I, I just some. It's what he was just saying. Somebody that's not going to be happy no matter what, and it's gonna and who's gonna mess with your work? Like I had a client like that once. They called me, kept calling me back, and I was like, no. Nope. And they do, don't they? Yeah, I don't they understand. Do. And I'm just like, no you. way. There's no way. I don't, need, I don't need that in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I don't care how much money you give me. I mean, obviously, exactly. everyone has a price, right? But still, <laughs> everyone has a price, right? <laughs> yeah, but at the end of the day, I would rather just sleep in and, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and just sleep in and hang out all day long and watch television than go and deal with someone that's energy is super horrible and and you when know what after I mean? you've been doing it for 30 years you, just, you don't you're yeah, like oh no it's really clear i'd rather right be broke. i think point, maybe when you're when <laughs> yeah. you're starting out there's more that feeling yeah. of i gotta take whatever i can get because right, you're trying right. to build something right. but at a certain point and this kind of goes into the topic of self-confidence you know i think that people and whatever they're doing if you've been doing it long enough like you both are talking about you get to that point where you're like wait a minute i don't have to take every client i don't right. have to take right. every gig I have paid my dues or having a level of confidence in what you're doing that it's not going to be your last client if you say no. Yeah, absolutely. It's mm-hmm. all about um, boundaries and really your moral compass, your values, your morals, your ethics, uh, your character. You know, it, it, you don't have to take people, you know, who don't, who, who cause don't harm, you. who yeah. represent hate. Um, speaking of hate... Let's talk about what's going on in the world. Can we please? Yeah. I mean, this is, it's, we can. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Anthony, where shall we start being Hispanic? I don't even know. Um, Hispanic and gay. Yes. Um, Uh Uh-oh, two fronts. So, I mean, those of you that are listening, obviously, I mean, clearly, I mean, hello, we've just elected essentially... I mean, I can't even just say it. It's just so disempowering. Someone that is completely unfit for the presidency. And it it impacts my soul so profoundly that America can elect someone that is... I can't even... Ugh, bleh, 
<laughs> I know. I agree. It's so cringeworthy. It, it's so cringeworthy, and it's very, it's very eye-opening. It's very eye-opening the views and morals that America still has, and it's very disappointing, personally. Um, when I saw the election happening, you know, as it was happening the day that you know he got elected into uh, into the office. Um, I was just seriously disempowered, saddened, afraid, and just really kind of depressed, to be honest with you. And it was really telling that the middle of America is still, and I hate to say this for if, if you viewers are out there, I know, I, know, I know it's not everybody, but they're still so psychologically closed off and still spiritually closed off to be voting for somebody that has viewpoints that, that are going to negatively affect human beings you know and unfortunately muslims mm -hmm. mexicans or sorry latinos immigrants and the lgbt lgbt community i think it's jews and mm -hmm. well and, and, might as well add them in there too it's just yeah. like muslims i, I mean, think all brown people are jesus Christ. Well, and, and that i think is what's really frightening too is that it doesn't matter what you are or aren't because People can just put their hate out there and on you. I mean, you could be a, um, you could be just a tan person who happens to be a metrosexual, and somebody could think you are, and or mm -hmm. could just start yelling at you about being an immigrant or a gay or a gay. I can't believe I just fucking said that. <laughs> I never say gay. that. No, uh, just a gay. Just one. <laughs> just one. Just one. One standing alone. <laughs> Jesus. The only one left in America. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I mean, people can just accuse you to suit their agenda at any given mm -hmm. moment. And so, you know, as a Latina, half Latina, who passes and feels very odd about that, you know, and somebody who identifies as you a bisexual. You look I know, mm -hmm. people yeah. think I'm Jewish. And, right. you know, I identify as a bisexual, even though I'm in a heterosexual marriage. And, um, you know, there's just, there's certain things. And a woman, and there's just, you know, on top of all these other oh, things, it's the misogyny. About, how are the women going to handle working with him? Because you have a choice. You are going to be not attractive or have a different uh, socioeconomic or multicultural background and have to do the work, or you're going to be hot and blonde with big boobs and you're going to be grabbed by the pussy. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what he wants to do. Right. Grab him by the pussy. That's what I call the underhanded hello. Oh, oh God. Trump. <laughs> no, but like literally, though, like can we talk about pitch. this is oh a situation God. that I read online So I was... You know, flipping through. Apparently, I don't quote me on this. As fifty-four percent of females voted for Trump. Yes. yes. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. My some of my family members. My dad voted for Trump, and I couldn't. He's got two gay children. He voted for Trump. Do you know why? Did he give you a little bit of? I'll tell you why. My dad's a freaking moron. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's really not. My dad is not. I don't want to say people that voted for Trump aren't smart. They just, because they're not that they're not, not smart. They're they, just they lack intellectual curiosity. Is that what it is? I, I think that they're there's. I don't mm. want to be reductionist because I think Absolutely. that there's definitely a, a wide spectrum of reasons. Some people, I think, were angry at the system. And, Absolutely. And I, I I read an article, an op piece about, you know, 
exactly kind of this conversation we're having. Uh, and it was written by a Muslim who was basically saying, look, this is why so many Muslim Americans support Trump actually, or, or supported the election, which seemed very contrary to what you would believe. And talking about these reasons saying, well, Hillary really wasn't any better than him. And we just right. were like, you know what? We're just going to give you the real thing. And I have this feeling like America is so in denial about reality. Like you said, we're, it's coming to light how much hate is in people's hearts and how tribal we are by nature. And it's like, this is what you get. There's just, this is, this is the straight manifestation of all that and meanwhile here we are in america just we don't want to deal with reality so much so that we're actually we now have a reality television host oh totally as the yeah. president yep. i mean yep. if that does not symbolize how we see ourselves like in so much denial it's like reality fuck reality let's just make it a big tv show yeah i right. mean you know and i i want to be respectful of the Republicans in the world, I by no means want to judge. I really don't no. because I feel like everybody should have a voice. Absolutely. Uh, so this isn't a Republican thing so much as what, you know, the president-elect, I'm going to say it, people, Trump. Voldemort. <laughs> uh, you know, I, 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 it's, it's what he represents, and they just kept pushing him along, pushing him along, pushing him along. I mean... You know, so last night he was on 60 Minutes. Did anybody see that? No. I didn't get to see it. I need to go watch it, though. Oh, I don't want to watch what it. What happened? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I basically, can't. you know, uh, if people want, if women want to get an abortion, uh, they might have to go to a different city, different town, different... You know. Then what? Different than where? I mean, you mean a different country. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know... Are a, you kidding uh, me? Please uh, stop saying Well, take this. a look oh, at yeah. the LGBT, blah, 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 you know... Uh, <sighs> One group says they're not going to overturn anything. The other thing is, we're going to take a look. Here's the thing. You can't trust anything he says because no. he flip-flops all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, they, Leslie Stahl was saying, you know, do you know about all the pain in the world and all the, you know, all the, all the people who are protesting? Today in L.A. Unified, all the high schools are going out and protesting and walking to the federal. I mean, the, the world is in so much pain and uh and shock and, and depressed but uh leslie stahl said do you understand you know how how awful this is there's hate crimes um it's 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 you know everybody thinks that they're all gonna get deported i mean it's frightening and he looked at the camera and he said stop it now you're not scared but there are people americans who are scared and some of them are demonstrating right now demonstrating against you, against your rhetoric. That's only because you. they don't know me. I, I really believe that that's well, only they because listen they listen to you me. in the campaign, and that's... I, I just don't think they know me. What I do you think. think they're demonstrating against? Well, I think in some cases you have professional protesters, and we had it, uh, if you look at WikiLeaks, uh, we You think had, those people down there are Well, Leslie, yeah, I think... Oh, I think some of them will be professional. Okay, yeah, look, but what about... I had they're it. in every city. When they demonstrate against you and there are signs out there, I mean, don't you say to yourself, I guess you don't, you know, do I have to worry about this? Do I have to go out and assuage them? Do I have to tell them not to be afraid? They're afraid. I would tell them don't be afraid. Absolutely. But that's not what you're saying. I said it. Oh, I think, no, no. I think 
I'm saying it. I've been saying it. Okay. Don't be afraid. I want to ask you all about something that's going on right now around the country. A lot of people are afraid. They're really afraid. African Americans think there's a target on their back. Muslims are terrified. I think it's horrible if that's happening. I think it's built up by the press because, frankly, they'll take every single little incident that they can find in this country, which could have been there before, if I weren't even around doing this, and they'll make it into an event because that's the way the press is. Do any of you want to say anything about this fear that's out I, there? I think the fears, you know, while they may be there, some fabricated, some not, uh, are totally unfounded. I think it's do you want to say anything to those I, people? I would say don't do it. That's terrible because I'm going to bring this country together. They're harassing Latinos, Muslims. I am so saddened to hear that. And I say stop it if it, if it helps. I, I will say this, and I'll say it right to the camera, stop it. Yeah. That's what he said. <laughs> this is no, a man. And yeah, exactly. he also said, I, I didn't know that was happening. Oh, are you effing kidding me? Oh. Yeah, just like you oh didn't know God. all the people who, you know, uh, were... <laughs> if, if, if you guys could see our body language, we're all sort of repeatedly cringing and putting our yeah. faces in our hands. There's a kid on... Uh, there's a child on my block, and he is adopted from Ethiopia, and he is uh, 10 years old, and he looked at his mom and said, Mom, am I going to be shipped back? That's what he said, mm -hmm. because the, our supposed, you know, new president's going to, he said he's going to ship us back. I mean, a 10-year-old is saying that, you know? I've had people cry in my office. I mean, this is... All of my clients have cried. Uh, you know, or, or rage. I mean, oh, also, this is triggering a lot of PTSD, post-traumatic stress. So, you know, it's, Anybody it's, who was abused or sexually mm -hmm. assaulted? Uh, I mean, what does it say has to people who have been date-raped? Yeah. A belief for a dad? Right. You know, I mean, uh, you know, this is, it's, it's, um, it, it's, it's so scary. And yet we do have a petition going around and, yeah, you know, let's, org. let's, uh, we hope. have, we do have Obama for another couple of months. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Wow. Sitting and hearing what you guys said about the 60 minute situation and the fact that Trump had an opportunity to address the American people and give the American people hope or comfort oh, they said, are or you, anything. Do you know how afraid people are? They're so afraid. And he said, they shouldn't be afraid. Why are they afraid? But he's oh never lived, God. I mean, he's never yeah. lived in poverty. He's never had to apply for a job. He's been given every job. Even this one, he was given. And he didn't mm -hmm. even, like, earn it. The, the count now is up to 2.2 million more votes that Hillary got in the popular vote. But because of the Electoral College and the way things are set up, which is outdated, and I understand its purpose, and I do think that we do have to <clears throat> step outside of our bubbles right. a little bit and consider what people who live different lifestyles need, because they, they don't all live in L.A. or New right. York. But at the same time, it's such an outdated system. So officially, she did win the popular vote. Officially. Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. she did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, far, far. I will yeah. say, I mean, seeing us are speaking about it, that gives me a little bit more hope for American humanity. Yes. A little bit more. Yeah. You well, know? and the other thing to keep in mind is that he won, but he won with less votes than Romney lost with. So as he, he is an issue in himself. He's a symptom of 
of a disease in my mind. It's not just like all him. He's who he is and most of us know it, right? Oh. And obviously from the work you guys do, the work we do, we we see difficult people. We see personalities. You see narcissistic. Yeah, yeah. narcissistic, borderline, sociopathic. We're not calling mm-hmm. him that because we don't know him personally. Uh, oh, I'll but... call him that. I will <laughs> call him my narcissist. I'd be very happy to call him that. Yeah, sociopath, definitely, clinically. I mean, I mean, he. he did you say off. he's not living in the White House? He doesn't want to live in the White House. They are trying to negotiate. I mean, he's he's a child. I mean, it is such mm-hmm. a child. Like, I don't want to leave my house. I want my gold penthouse. He wants to stay in his place as much as possible. It's like he did oh, not understand. He wanted to win, but he didn't want the job. He's going to carve right. out the word Trump. In the White House, right? Just put that right over it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know. And then the other thing is. I'm sorry. I'm laughing at at, at Anthony so serious and just shaking his head. It's scary. It's scary. I I so feel you. Yeah. So so, uh, you are not allowed to do any other business if you're the president, right? So he put all, I mean, what I'm hearing is he put all the uh, assets and all the companies and everything in his kids' names. Mm -hmm. Right. And and when they're calling it a blind trust, that's actually, that's a misnomer. It is not a blind trust. A blind trust is when you don't know who's actually running all that stuff. If If you are handing it over to your children, who you will be meeting with regularly, that is not a blind trust. That, I mean, there's so many conflicts of interest. The fact that people didn't ask for his tax returns, that this, even if we had elected somebody or were getting somebody in office who was this inexperienced but had been a philanthropist, had been in public service in some other way, or had served in the military, this is a man who's never done anything that was not in his own best interest. I just... I'm, I'm sorry, I'm floored. <laughs> you know, and I think <laughs> too. Y- that the world is really speaking because according to change.org, 4.3 million have already voted for the college. Or for the Electoral College, yeah, there's yeah. a petition. Because w- with the Electoral College, even though he's putting all of his people in place, uh, the votes by the Electoral, co- co- uh, the ele- <laughs> the electoral <laughs> College have not actually been cast they will be cast in december so technically he is not truly the president elect yet mm-hmm. even though everybody's acting as if and probably will be um but there's still a chance that if we could get some people to go rogue you know by a- appealing to their better angels then maybe there's a chance and some people but you know i'm gonna say it people oh, oh god trump <laughs> ah <laughs> oh, I did want to show you guys this picture though before I forget. What are you looking up, Wendy? So, you know, I'm just looking up Twitter, and Twitter just can't say enough about all the changes. Oh my. Wait a minute. I, I really feel sense. it's very Norman Bates. He's turning into sense. his mother. No. Yes. No. What is going and on? And no. That's not his mother. That is his mother. That is not. That his, is his mother. So you know you shouldn't be talking about anybody's mama. That is his mother. That ain't. That's not right. That no, is not right. Question. Wait. See, I want hair and makeup ahead. advice, please, to tell me what you see. I actually have do. a question. Seeing this picture, Doctor Wendy, and seeing Trump, what do you gather from just this, his mother's picture, and him? I'm learning a lot from that. That's mm-hmm. I, that is. I was like, well, it explains a lot. I feel like it is. He must have mommy issues. I'm assuming. Uh, oh yeah, because he's got daddy issues too, right? Probably. I would say, and he's matching his mother's hair exactly. Oh my God. Or maybe he is. Maybe he, is. Maybe he loved his mother a lot. I don't know. Or well, 
I mean, she doesn't look like a happy woman. No, she and, doesn't. You know, yeah. I, I might be off because everybody has a stimulus value, right? We all come to the world and, you know, you dress funky or you have tattoos. Just or... so you know, you could uh, Google images oh, of Mary don't. Trump and she looks a little <laughs> bit like the heat miser. Uh, that only would work on a drag queen. Oh, no. You know, that's true. It'd be yeah. appropriate if it was on a drag queen. It's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. But her stimulus value, just looking, and again, you know, don't don't know her, she doesn't look happy, and she also looks like, I just want to say, like, what happened in her life? She, she, she doesn't... Uh, it's it's scary. I mean, it's just frightening. She looks like how the world feels. Yeah. <laughs> well, she I'm not does. quite sure if it's from that if that still was taken from this interview. But apparently, there was an interview that cannot be found anywhere. But that uh, I was told about around this time. Uh, somebody asked whether or not she thought her son should run for president or, or would be a good president, and she without a beat said no and they said why and she said because my son doesn't like to be told no and as a president you have to be told no a lot you're told no a lot and my son doesn't like to be told no wow okay but they can't find that anywhere online anymore it's been like if you try to get information on her it's pretty much wiped I'm gonna say it, people. Oh, oh God! Trump. Com- can't Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. She is. Uh, she just got uh, what? Like Congress. She's I mean, senator. Isn't senator. It? She is amazing, and her tweets are really incredible. She is on top of everything. She is a African American woman, or maybe biracial. I'm not sure, but. Uh, as of today, um, just a few minutes ago, she said, Trump's comments are reprehensible and ignorant. I will do everything in my power to defend Roe versus Wade. So she's on it. I mean. But again, we have another issue because the Republicans, and I'm saying we, there, there is another issue because Republicans have Congress. Mm-hmm. So they have the majority and the, the Republicans have the majority of the state houses as well. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of work to be done and we have to just be vigilant. It can't just be about today. Yeah. And the people that he is picking, you know, to be, uh, on, on oh the sidelines are e- even more it's frightening. like the evil mm-hmm. Island of misfit toys. I mean, it's just, I'm just pulling uh, up all my Christmas, my favorite, like <laughs> the heat miser in the land of misfit toys. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, they're all just... So what do yeah. we do, guys? What do we do? We can sit here and we yeah. can bitch and moan well, and be scared. Right. And I'm not coming from fear. That's bullshit. I'm not... I, I, we have to find ways. Well, that's because to... you're a pretty white lady. <laughs> pretty straight white lady. I was but... Jewish before. Now I'm Catholic, but I but, got it. And yes. you're in a biracial marriage. Yeah, so my right. son's black. Yeah. My son is so, black. Absolutely. Yeah, you... You're as open to targeting as anybody else. I will say that in the beginning of this whole situation, I definitely was coming from a place of fear and just being afraid, period. Um, now that I'm looking at these things on Facebook and seeing all these swastikas and hate and all this horrible thing, now I'm coming from a place of not being a victim, a victim of my circumstances. I don't want to feel afraid anymore. 
I'm still stunned, I'm not gonna lie. But I think at this point, we have to show acceptance for everybody, show love and be as powerful as we can. That's right. And just have like connection as much as possible yep. with humanity, you know, yep. with our fellow man. Because on the radio, is not okay. on the radio this week, they had someone who said, I challenge everyone to come up with three things you like about Trump. So I'm going to challenge you guys. Go. Anything. Um, I like that he's rich. <laughs> okay. Uh, something that I like. I something that I like. I can't say that I like anything about him. I mean, I used to, I used to like the Celebrity Apprentice. Uh, and and here's the other thing is that I have friends who have been on the Celebrity Apprentice, and nobody that I know and respect who knows him thinks well of him, thinks he's mm -hmm. smart or a good person. So um, I, I like think that he's... he's good at his job as a marketer and a brander yeah. and selling bullshit. I think he's a car. He is. He's not even a good carnival barker because I know some carnival barkers. <laughs> Uh, but he is, yeah, he's a manipulator. I can think of one I like. I like that he's going to trial before he becomes president. Yes. <laughs> yes. Is he really? He's yes. trying, but they're trying to, actually, I was listening to NPR on my way over here, and they're trying to, they're trying to get it postponed till after the inauguration. He's also, he's supposed to be uh, in December for Trump University, but also in December he's supposed to go to trial for um, a to defend himself against uh, accusations of raping or sexual assault on a 13-year-old girl. Aside from the 12 women that already came up yes. and said that he yeah. grabbed their Yeah, this is an actual court case Jesus. involving a minor. Nice. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, well, he has, you know, shared some sexual feelings towards his daughter, which is so special. Uh, so, I mean, I anyway. Mean, there's, there's, this <laughs> is our fucking president? Yeah. I know. I know. I know. It's... I just can't get over that but can we talk about how much of a class act obama and michelle were Thank oh you. yeah exactly. class act but see, that's, end. But i wish obama absolutely uh, but michelle michelle obama would run against mm -hmm. him right but obama's so sexy because of that, okay. uh, <laughs> he, that. he represents the best of so many of us but at the same time I, I, I'm going back and forth between what you were saying, Anthony, about, and I know you all kind of share that feeling uh, about loving and kind of putting that positivity forward and trying to, you know, face negativity and hatred with positivity and love. But at the same time, I feel like progressives and liberals, traditionally we do that and we just become doormats we just mm -hmm. we're just like but we'll just love them and they're like great we'll just continue to bulldoze you and so it's trying to find that balance it's like how many times can you forgive your abuser how many times can you say like well yeah he beat me and cheated on me and stole from me and killed my mother but he had a really hard childhood Right, so mm -hmm. I'm absolutely, just to clarify, not saying that at all. Uh, uh, you know, um, uh, what I'm saying is... I'm being extremist. Yeah, no, 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 but I mean, it's important to, to make that point. But, you know, empowerment is so important. Education, speaking up, blogging, you know, doing shows like this. Whatever we can do to empower people to, uh, you know, have a voice. The, the, the uh, protesting that's going on. This is now the sixth day that it's going on and across Los Angeles, the walkout. And the interesting thing is that teachers say if the students walk out, 
that they're going to be marked as truant. That's a really what what, what so so we want them to speak up, and yet mm-hmm. we're going to give them harsh, punitive, you know, consequences. Yep. Well, I think it's important too, though, that we are encouraging kids to and younger people to act in the face of adversity and to you know make decisions prioritize in in those ways and you know what fuck it if they're marked with truancy their their future is not going to be is not going to be negative and all downhill just because they protested actually you know their lives are going to be richer because they're learning how the system works and they're participating in finding meaning as yeah. One teacher said that he's going to give D's to all the kids that protest and walk out. Another teacher, after uh, Trump got elected, um, started wearing red and took out his Confederate flag. Oh, God. So... Those people should frightening. be... Frightening. Yeah. Those, frightening. Those they should... people should lose their jobs. And, and that I'm, I'm saying that as a child of public school teachers who I, I you know, I, I still feel like that's not the place. So what do I'm we do? Just, uh, what do we do, you all? What I'm do we so do? I'm so disgusted. I mean, what's the answer? I just want to leave. It's so bad. <laughs> I just want to go because I can't. I can't deal with it. I can't. I don't want to sit around and watch what's happening because yeah. there's because when we protest, we get in trouble. So that's right. My teenage son went that's to like, school. What's the message we're giving people about exactly. protesting? Yeah. If, you're, if you're marking kids truant and D's or standing behind something that they believe in. Yep, my it sends yeah. the wrong message. You're right. Yeah, my teenager went to school the day after uh, he got elected, and he had an awful day, and he just had a very bad day, and like every few hours something else would happen, and he, uh, I said, what do you think? What do you think was going on for you? And he said, the universe is now imbalanced. Mm-hmm. And because of what's happening you can feel it yeah so whether you're 10 years old or 15 years old you know I, I think again I want to get to solutions what could we do what do we have control over we have control over Chris in your beautiful gift of you know <laughs> uh, making everybody pretty and, and lovely and you know making feeling it, better yeah self, <laughs> right? self-care yeah. is really important and <laughs> Anthony that, we yes. have uh, you know we have uh, power and doing some good hair mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I feel like something to uplift yourself yeah. is something as simple as just taking care of yourself whether it's putting on a little mascara or concealer or bronzer or curling your hair or bleaching your teeth these little things even though it's mostly through aesthetics mm-hmm. it actually changes your psychology it changes your energy some weird way and I see it time and time again I'm doing somebody's hair they came in kind of feeling down they got their hair blown out or curled they're like wow I feel so much better it's like um it's a weird thing I don't understand what it is but it's definitely it's a it's a real thing self-care self-care yeah self-care well definitely it's empowering I think when you're putting it when you're uh, when you're feeling good about your appearance you feel more powerful mm-hmm well 
one of the things, uh, so uh, Anthony has to leave. Yeah, we have to yes. lose Anthony. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry. Oh, I'm so glad you were here. The doctors oh. apparently got his wisdom tooth taken out. Oh. And they're telling me that he's had to pick up by, he picked up by 12. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness. Like, I hope he has insurance. Uh, right? yeah, yeah. Anyways, I love Aww. you guys. Aww. Thanks for having me, y'all. Aww. Thanks for being here. I'm Do a shout out we'll... to your contact information. Oh, again. yes. Yeah. If you want to follow uh, me on Instagram, it's at Anthony Pazos, P-A-Z-O-S, and that's all the way through social media. I love you guys. Uh, thanks for listening, I guess, while I was here. Uh, love yourself, love others, and have a beautiful day, and I will talk to you guys later. Yay. <laughs> love you guys. Oh, bye. Bye. Anthony. Bye. Anthony, we'll have you back. <laughs> So, Chris, when you say... Keep fighting the good fight. Bye, Anthony. Bye, Anthony. When you say, I want to go someplace, where, like, you know how everybody says, oh, I want to go to Canada. I mean, can't you understand that? Can't we all understand? Sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) where else would you go? I probably would go to Switzerland. (laughs) Of all places. I mean, I'll go somewhere where they'll take me first. You know, I can, and then if I'm part of the EU, I can just go to Switzerland. <laughs> no, but I, I don't know. I'm just so disgusted. There's, I mean, we can't. I just feel like we can't do anything. I feel, I feel helpless, powerless. So, did you protest? No. Yeah, but can't you understand all those people? Oh yeah. Heated and marching and trying to stay in control, but yeah. I don't know how long that's going to happen because you know it's already kind of snowballing into. Uh, you know, it's like the Crips mm-hmm. and the Bloods here in Los Angeles, you right. know, it's like the red and the and the blue and, you know, it's, it's, that's what's so scary is there is a lot of uneducated people who you could ask five questions about why you voted for Trump and they don't know. And, yeah. you know, they live in, you know, nooks and crannies but of America. But again, I think we have to be careful because I think that it's beyond just the people who voted for Trump because yes. There's a lot of people who voted for Trump, uh, but it's also the people who just didn't come out and vote, or like in Michigan, um, Hillary lost by something like 13,000 votes. There were something like 90,000 ballots cast that had everything voted on, every measure, every office other than president. 90,000. So even if half of those people had voted for president, I, regardless of, of Trump or Hillary, that could have made a difference. But by just saying, you know, fuck you, system and everybody, I don't like either of these, Bye bye um, she didn't get Michigan, which is a lot of votes. So, and this is, that's just one example. I'm sure there's more like that. So it's also about why did the people, why did the six, six million voters that voted for Obama not come out for her? Um, and... I understand it's not as simple as misogyny or racism, which are things that I like to go to first. That's my, that's, those are my basic wounds. And that's a shout out to Riley from our last podcast. But, um, but I do know it's really complicated. I do know that people expect more from their government and just feel generally disappointed and just sat this one out and, that, I think, is what we need to figure out how to fix, is how do we bring those people back in and get them rallied up? I wonder how many people are marching who didn't vote, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and are kind of feeling like, shit, I should have fucking voted, yeah. you know? Because, yeah, I mean, we obviously have the problem with the bigotry and the xenophobia and the homophobia, we, like, all of that, but, again... 
What about all the people who just chose it wasn't worth it to them this time around? I guess because they figured their vote doesn't count anyway. Because <laughs> Hillary won, right? So, right. Well, and she's not the president. So I'm going to say it, people. Oh, oh God. Trump. <laughs> I'm speechless. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm never speechless. All right. So... So again, I want to go back to solutions, empowerment. What, and I don't know what the answer is. I just know. What are you telling clients? Uh, to go to Chris, so your makeup can look fabulous. <laughs> and you hair, look good. go to Anthony. I mean, what do we have control over? It's a serenity prayer. A right? good cotton mm-hmm. collar, honey. That's yes. it. <laughs> yes. I'm serious. Cotton collar and cosmetics. You know, but. Uh, Save your soul. You know, empower empower children, uh, even at a young age, to to be clear about you know what what you want to see happen in this world, what you feel is right, what you feel is wrong, and you know get into uh, policy, get, learn about politics, and um, you know and educate yourself and find little niches that you can go and and explore. You know we have technology, which is amazing right now. Uh, unfortunately, President-elect can't stop tweeting, so that's going to be a problem. Well, and the Russians can't <laughs> stop fucking with us, too. And that's another big issue in this um, in this election is the influence of social media and the dissemination of false information. Oh, my uh, And the number of, not, of false, unfact-checked... Uh, information that was repeatedly uh, shared and reshared on Facebook. I mean, that just blatant lies. And and neither side is immune. Both sides have done it. Uh, it's just astounding. And people are now upset with Zuckerberg and Facebook as if, oh, yeah. you know, it's their That's fault. Yeah. Right. Because everybody's looking for someone to blame. Mm-hmm. And uh, because we don't want to blame ourselves individually and say we haven't done enough but i i didn't go out and and work on hillary's behalf and i should have i should i'm shooting all over myself which i don't usually like to do but you know i guess i took it for granted too that because i'm here in la and in my bubble and because we do the work that we're doing like that we were doing our part and we're doing enough but maybe that's not true and everybody just assumed really they assumed it was a sure thing yeah they did yeah. well and we were told that too yeah um and so we've all woken up and said okay so what we also understand is that we can't believe everything we're told which we should have known to begin with right, right. we learned that lesson as we're kids at some point some <coughs> I, I read something where somebody said they were having a harder time telling their child that donald trump was elected president that they would rather just tell the kid right now that Santa Claus isn't real. Like they think that that would be like easier for the child to handle than that that mm-hmm. uh, Voldemort was elected. So, Sad. yeah, I mean it's. I'm gonna say it, people. Oh God. Trump. And some schools are told not to talk about it. So how do we have a world of significant pain, and then we're not empowering the kids to talk about it? So, and then we're, you know, goes back to them, we're scolding them for doing, you know, walking to the federal building to have a voice or sign a petition. It's, uh, it's such mixed messages all over. Thoughts? 
Chris frustration. Is gonna, <laughs> I'm going to say it, people. Oh, oh God. Trump. Things to do. I mean, people are talking about donating. You can donate to ACLU, to NOW, to Planned Parenthood. There's so many different organizations who are going to need our support and our help. I actually went to make my yearly donation to uh, Planned Parenthood yesterday, and it said due to the high volume of traffic, it's down. The main pages, the donation page I could get through to, but the main pages, I mean, they, they crashed the site because people are so, and that's, that's heartening, right? I think that people oh, yeah. are so actively trying, like, okay, well, I don't know what else to do, so... Since our government isn't going to protect us, maybe our independent organizations will have to. Uh, that's that's one thing. Educating your kids, like you said, mm-hmm. marching, um, talking to your relatives, which is <laughs> I'm shaking my head like, man, that's something I really w- wouldn't want to do right now. And yeah. how many people <laughs> have had debates and oh, listened yes. to toxic discussions, and it just gets more heated and heated and. You know, it's interesting. The people that you wouldn't think would vote for him voted for him. Mm-hmm. Or they just didn't vote. And it's just, uh, you know, not voting is an answer. Yeah. I always say about um, people who act as if everything just happens to them, right? And I, because they didn't choose this or thing or the other thing. And sometimes not making a choice is making a choice. Most of the time... Not making a choice is as much of a choice as anything else. Which yep. People don't think in the moment, but it, it not making a choice is, makes it really easy to say, it's not my fault. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't be blamed, but it is. It's, we're all complacent if, if we don't act in some way or another. I just think it's the chain reaction, you know, what, what Trump represents. So it's not just, listen, I mean, I think... You know, I've always thought, okay, he's a good businessman. You know, he's worked really hard. He's okay. You guys can say no. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm trying to find some kind of positives about. You know, he raised it seems like some nice kids. Well, uh, his nannies and his ex-wives. Okay, did. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I, you know, his ex-wife wants to be now the ambassador to the Czech Republic. I don't know if you know this. Oh, um, after her book on how he and her had domestic violence, so. Um, you know, I don't know, but but I do probably need, a way to buy her silence. You know, I think spiritually, <laughs> yep. it's important to not hold on to anger because because I don't want to carry anger in my heart, and I don't want to role model that for the next generations to come. I need to find hope, and I need to find something to extract. Uh, and so far, it's uh, Ivanka's shoes. I really like them. <laughs> yeah, she has nice skin. <laughs> yes. Yes, she does. But we didn't elect her. Yeah. You know, I mean, no, and, and, and and that's, I, I, I don't know. I just think it's, so when I, say I mean, I'm so business, skeptical but... and cynical. Well, he's not a good businessman. No, he's I, not. You know, <laughs> you know, I, um, because he didn't pay taxes. No, no, he lost. He's lost every, yeah, almost every everything. Business he's yeah. Done. yeah. The only reason he has money now is from his TV show. Right. That's it. Yeah. Okay, so master manipulator. He's a oh, yes. a good master manipulator. I mean, we agree on that. Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I, I again, I will give him credit for marketing and branding. He understands how to use like uh, neurolinguistic programming oh, by totally. by saying things over and over and over again and, and like 
putting out stuff and seeing what hits and gets reactions and then repeating I don't know. Is that him that that did it or is it somebody telling him what to do? I don't think he knows. Oh, I think it's him. I think it's a combination. I think you're right. There's a degree of that, but I do think that, yeah, I think it is him over time that he's learned. It's that charismatic sort of manipulator. Instilling Mm. fear. Mm-hmm. And then the world reacts to it. Can you explain just a, a really little bit about neuro-linguistic programming? Well, so, it, it's just just the idea of, I mean, I, I'm not certainly not an expert in it at all. I don't know that much about it. But just the idea of how language af- affects us, how we hear things and interpret it. It's like sub. It's it's like uh-huh. Saturday Night Live with Subliminal Man, right? It's when you hear things over and over and over again, you either become desensitized to it or you begin to believe it's true. Um, how we say things is as important as what we're saying. Um, and and that's kind of what NLP focuses on as far as I understand it. Yeah, so setting the seed in a subconscious way where he instills fear and uh, has no backup for anything that he spouted. So he has just no facts. It, you know, it's all, you know... It, not you know it's not uh yeah it's just setting the seed and letting it marinate where people are fearful and scared and then uh you know checking off yes appealing mm-hmm. to people's lowest selves and the basis fears but again it's uh, taking out your guns <laughs> everybody well, i'm so i'm i'm not anti-gun i'm really not but i'm not somebody who has any desire or has ever had any desire to own a gun but there's part of me that's like Maybe we should go get a gun. Like, I, 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 just, just to have, just, again, like, just to feel a little bit, like, I don't know what the hell is going to happen. So, just like we didn't have enough problems with gun, and now everybody can just pack and be fine and just fucking walk around. No, but I, but I, but I understand that feeling of wanting to have it, like, all bets are off now. I guess this mm-hmm. is it, and, yeah. and I think it's, like, to, to try... And this is, and I'm talking as somebody who really strives to be authentic. We say that at the end of every show, be as authentically yourselves as you can possibly stand. So I'm trying to do that. And being, being authentic right now for me is about acknowledging the fact that I don't, I have no fucking clue what's going to happen. And it, it's scarier now to me because as optimistic as I've always been about things, I, I'm, I'm having a really hard time. And I'm, I'm having a lot of pushback from people I love and care about who have turned to me for 40, you know, 40 years and change to provide them with some perspective. Like, well, here's somebody who's had a lot of difficult times and was able to really keep it positive and find the good in it and all of that and I do believe in people's ability to change I do believe do you believe Trump can change do you believe he can really uh you know no from an uh an empathetic uh... actually I can't say no uh I don't know that I believe that he can come from an empathetic place but I do believe that he can change because I think he already has because if you look at him he's a man who did not believe that he was going to win this election and he looks like, what the fuck? He's just, yeah. like, through the rabbit hole. Deer and headlights. You know, one day totally. one day at the White House going around having these meetings, each meeting, you, it's like you are going, it's like 
it's like you have worked in Walmart. Not that there's anything wrong with Walmart, but you've worked at you've worked in a store as a cashier all your life, and then one day That's somebody cool. says, somebody says, okay, and today you're going to be the CEO of Apple, and you go into meetings and they're talking about things that you have no idea. You don't understand how products are manufactured. You don't understand how analytics are done. You don't understand what markets are what. You know, you don't understand. Who's in charge of what, where, and what the philosophies of the business are? But you can make friends with Putin. <laughs> and Kim Jong Un. Kim, Kim Jong Un. That's yeah. his next friend uh, that he's gonna make. But that, but these are, you know, here's a man who's also saying now that he wants his staff to continue to uh, organize rallies for him. <laughs> Who does that? Dictators. If you look, if we look at history, when I have when I have clients who oddly will be in therapy, but then will say things like, "I don't understand what the point is of looking back." Uh, I mean, this is the point of looking back. History. If we don't learn from history, you know, we don't learn, and we don't have to act in accordance with what we've seen before. But I just imagine. Hitler rallies and yeah, yeah. and just processions of he he has admitted or not admitted because he doesn't feel like it's something bad he has said that he wants these rallies because they make him feel good the audience applause make him feel good and if that's what it's based on I mean it's all external and it's so superficial right I mean if, if you don't have, if, if you look great on the outside, but have no substance or are rotting from the inside, then there, there's no, there's no sustaining that. And it's just the perpetuation of, of, of bad things. I'm going to say it, people. Oh, oh God. Trump. You're a bad, bad man. <laughs> bad boy. <laughs> Oh my God! Doom and gloom. I know. I know. The world's going to hell in a handbasket. Okay. Well, all right. Here's something positive, I guess. I I was thinking about the other day. Is like you do traditionally look at um, countries that have fallen under dictatorships and these kind of extreme regimes. A lot of brilliant people have come out of that some good leaders have come out and and a lot of art a lot of really mm-hmm. amazing art uh, you know look at the russian theater you can look at bauhaus you know you can you can i'm still sure there are endless examples of this um look at diego rivera frito kalo i mean you just look at how much adversity and political unrest sure, has pain yeah has 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 brought beauty into the world and has enlightened and, and shown light. And I do think it's important because this is an issue and we're all seeing it now and we're all going, oh shit, we got to do something about this. It's like the houses looked really pretty from the outside, but we're just realizing it is now corroding from termites and it's about to fall down. You know, it's like, well, we still look good, right? No, it's about to fall down. So we've got to figure out how to reinforce totally uh and and it has to otherwise i mean at least it hasn't completely fallen down yet so we still have time and i love mm. what you said and i think uh <laughs> question mark that? yeah <laughs> but trying. you know your artistic ability i think that's a beautiful thing and music and art and poems and writing uh you know paintings i think this is a really important time in in, in the world 
um, you know, uh, Chris, you do makeup for uh, sports, athletes, and things like that. Do you find that people are just all over talking about it? or? Oh. <laughs> you don't have to talk about it if you don't want yeah, to. Yeah, most are not really talking about it. Interesting. They're just, they, they shake their head and think about, you know, what they're going to be, the game they're talking about. Uh-huh. So really, uh, it's, you know, they're disgusted, but mm-hmm. that's it. Well, and I think that's part of it too, right? It's like we ha- we're talking about it, and I think it's important to talk about it. But then we still have to go on. We still have to get up. We still got to go to the groceries. We still got to get our kids to school. We still got to, you know, get to our appointments, see our clients. You mm-hmm. know, there's this strange feeling of trying to balance what's just happened. It's but it's going to be I, trickled down to a frightening thing when it's yeah. pro-life or absolutely you know, pro-choice, and then we're talking about the LGBT and the community, and you know, it's it, it, you know, insurance, Obamacare, you know. Well, and even even if you're not in one of these disenfranchised groups, I mean, he just put out his the the, the tax plan that he was. Oh well, you'll see what my tax plan is today, and and you know what, the, the lower income people are getting fucked. They are not getting mm-hmm. any benefit from it. So, you know, it, the big reveal is, you know, it is like a jack-in-the-box. It's like, ah! You know, it's like something like, it's like Woody Woodpecker laughing in your face. Like, gotcha! Yeah. That's how it feels yeah. to me. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's, I, I feel so excited about open up that present on Christmas Day, and it's just a giant lump of coal. That's kind of what I feel has just been delivered to people. Yeah, me too. And it's just sad. Yeah, I mean, what do we what do we do about that? I don't know, but you know, uh, uh, <laughs> our VP to be oh, has oh, his arms. He looks like the guy that after the Terminator, the the, the, <laughs> the other one. We're not going to get on anybody else, but I just want to say that it's uh, ironic because an hour ago it was just reported that he has his own. Um, legal issues related to some emails in 2014. So, who's calling the kettle black? You know? Are you surprised? Are we surprised no. about any of this? No. Mm. So, you know, I think it's going to be very interesting and dramatic, to say the least, uh, because everybody wants to shut off this topic and doesn't want to talk about mm-hmm. it and at the same time. They're addicted to it and can't stay off it because you need to know what's going on. You need to be prepared, right? Right. So right. it's bitter. Well, I don't know if it's sweet. Well, but. I mean, I was sitting here with the client in this room when the results were coming in and they were freaking out because the market was tanking. It's bounced back, but it's still unstable. Then this morning, uh, there was a report of about Obama's getting all of these calls from world leaders who are freaking out mm-hmm. and are looking for reassurance that everything's going to be okay. So here's this man who was just abused on the public stage and accused of horrible things by this troll, uh, having to talk to world leaders around the world and tell them, no, no, it's going to be okay, he'll be okay. I, how do you do that? I mean, it's like... Having all those people who would post shitty, horrible things anonymously on, uh, online about you suddenly in the same room with you, looking you in the eye, and you've got to defend them. That's, again, an example of his classy, classiness. Yeah. And I don't like to yeah. use the word classy because it kind of makes me laugh. Uh, but uh, he is. He's an example of grace and charm. And yeah. It's very scary. 
Dr. Wendy's dream journal. So to go back again, <laughs> I think uh, for the dream journal, <laughs> who would you want in the White House? That's your assignment. <laughs> I have a dream journal that I uh, assign all the time. And so I think that, you know, write about it, draw this, um, you know, I think. I feel bad. We, we've invited Chris in, and we invited Chris in here, and we just like to talk about something completely different. That's okay. Chris, is there anything you want to say or share Please. with us that you have not? What else can we talk about? We're going to have you guys your back. Your beautiful gift. Yeah, we're definitely. Oh. Just, Even though she's shy, she's shy and she's like, oh, I'm so shy. You're doing great, though. It's amazing. You're not so shy. It's so cute. She's shy, and yet she's, you know, talking, doing this very hardcore political, you know, topic we didn't expect to have. But, you know, this is kind yeah. of what I, I'm sure yeah. some of your clients are talking about it. No, not really. Really? I mean, I was stopped by a, a lady at the acupuncture clinic, a, a, an older lady about 80 years old in the bathroom to talk about it, but that's about <laughs> none of my clients have really. But that's <laughs> indicative, too. I mean, like, stopped in the bathroom by an 80-year-old woman. I mean, the people have just... Oh, she's like, and she's mad. She is mad. Yeah, what, what was she saying? <laughs> well, she just, she she thinks Obama and Michelle are very classy and that and that Trump is is the worst thing that could have ever happened. And his wife is, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm with the people who are sort of like, let's lay off Melania to a degree. Yeah, I agree because because she's. I feel like yeah. she didn't sign up for this. I don't no. know her at all, but I feel like I feel she just like, wanted a rich husband. She was, a, she was just a gold digger wanting to move to America. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I don't love know. the fact that she wore white on election day and either you know she didn't get the memo that this the women were wearing all white on uh election day as an homage to the suffragettes who that was what they did the when they were trying to win the woman's vote they all dressed in white and there's that picture of him of Voldemort looking over the booth at, at melania as she's voting like does he not necessarily feel so confident that she was going to be voting? Oh for yeah, looking him? to see who she was voting, for. <laughs> or was he looking at her ass? Oh, just... <laughs> oh that'd be sweet though. No. <laughs> yeah, it would be right. <laughs> but like my, my husband turned to me and asked, "How many of these women that voted for him do you think voted because they, uh, because of their husbands?" Uh, mm. And I don't like to think like that too, but. Uh, you know, I'm sure mm -hmm. there are some. Yes, I know a few. It's just uh, mind-blowing. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say it, people. Oh, oh God. Trump. All right, sorry. Okay, so, so Dr. Wendy, <laughs> so, so we're like, so Chris, what do you think? But I'm going to tell you more about what I think. Chris, but no, all right. Tell us more about your makeup. <laughs> talking about the superficial uh, with the internal rot i mean it's also about bringing the internal beauty external and and how do we do that no but seriously and and right now we have to maximize america's assets right because i, f I feel like it's hard to find the beauty right now what you're laughing at me no i'm just thinking of mary trump's hair i'm sorry yeah oh. i've never seen anything quite like it 
And uh, I'm going to challenge Anthony to do the Mary Trump. <laughs> I really want to get a little, like, wiglet for, for our orange yeah. mic. Our, this is our, this is like... <laughs> How are we going to market this? Uh, it's going to be interesting. Hair and makeup on the political issues. The oh politics of hair. The like, politics of beauty. I would like to talk a little bit about your tattoos, please. Okay. What What are they and um, how, how did you decide to get them? Because I just, they're so pretty. They are really beautiful. Um, well, actually, this isn't what I asked for. Nice. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> You know what, but neither, neither is this, and, and by this yeah, I right? just mean <laughs> general, you know, let's but, uh, but yeah, the trumpet tattoos. Yeah, that's <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, my bats are basically because, well, besides loving bats, because they are good for us, they're good for our environment, they, you know, they eat the mosquitoes that have West Nile virus and all the other things, um, and we need them, and they're part of the eco-culture, or ecosystem, um, um, but it's also a goth thing. <laughs> yeah. It's all about the music. <laughs> you know, I was, I've just been into that music, so this is what, this, this you know, because I have blonde hair and you would think I was a regular Barbie girl, but but these, you know, these show you that I'm not. Tell Basically, me more about I don't goth. know if that's. What's, so you understand darkness? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I don't know. I guess it's basically your mind. I mean, it's your, it's, it's your music. It's your, you know, this is, it's not a vampire thing, um, which a lot of people think it is, but it's more of your, I mean, a lot of us are artists. A lot of us are, um, um, artists as in, you know, writers, singers, painters, whatever. We do some type of art. Um, and it's our, it's about the music too, about what we listen to about, um, like what kind of music? <laughs> God. Like you can get like, like an example. Name. So um, okay, well, 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 Bauhaus is a big one. So that's it. That's um, some people like Marilyn Manson. I think it's. Just, I thought it was just a little too metal. This is like what most people think goth is. Marilyn Manson. Um, There's a romanticism to yeah, goth. Yeah, there as is well. too. Yes, this is a mercy. Is my one of my favorite bands um i mean there's just it, it there's a lot of um <laughs> classical in in a lot of goth music um it's just oh god it's hard to explain all right <laughs> i mean it's all it's like a lifestyle too i mean we accept people we accept all the gays we are you know all the gay and lesbian everyone trans people everyone like if you go to one of our clubs you see everyone there you see normal people you see your basic guido <laughs> you, you'll see the trans people and the trans men will come in the women's room and i think i don't know if they get harassed in the men's room but they just feel more comfortable and we accept everyone if there's no fights it's not like you're it's just how it is we accept everyone you accept everyone mm -hmm. do you accept trump <laughs> except for him <laughs> <laughs> actually yes there's a lot of goths that actually i think were or a lot of people in our culture that wanted him i don't know why i think because they're sick of the of the uh the establishment of what's yeah, they want you know blood. business as usual yeah but he's not he's not anti-establishment no he's not he is and so yeah <laughs> all we ever wanted was everything all 
we ever got was cold. Get up. So is it a goth more, um, you know, the, the internal kind of depth or darkness, the music kind of parallels that and expresses? Yeah, the music, the art. I mean, because like, I can, I think a graveyard is beautiful. Yeah. That is beautiful to me. And some people will be like, oh, you know, it's, it's death and it's so horrible. But I think that's beautiful. I think some death can be beautiful. I think it's just it's just how we feel about that and, and because normal people don't accept that <laughs> you know we are different we're goths or dark whatever you know i think that i mean i like to listen to scary music in a, in, on a, in a scary movie like that was the music that i would try to play as a kid <laughs> on the piano i'd try to do the you know, <laughs> you know what i mean like that did you creep people out um you're creeping me out right now <laughs> yeah i probably yeah i probably no, did I'm, when i was a kid yeah Chris, like what i yeah. know i think it's very cool i'm just trying to <laughs> understand you know what it uh so you said clubs what happens at Club. these clubs Most, mostly dancing oh <laughs> we so, just go dance you want to just dance all night and you want a ritual sacrifice no i'm yeah. just kidding <laughs> but, so, some of them have maybe a fetish um thing going on too some of the goths are into that that crosses over I like the clothes. I'm not necessarily into that. It's kind of boring. <laughs> but but I like but, what you were saying too about about graveyards and death because I think that that's also such a such an important piece of it and something that's missing from our culture from Western culture generally or American culture is there's like this denial of death and this mm-hmm. kind of we don't want to look at it and it's such a part of life and and to kind of look at that dark side. I think can actually illuminate the light as well, and and we're now experiencing. I, I I'm looking at what has happened politically in this country as America's suicide attempt, like that that the country is like like just trying to just just tried to off itself, and so now <laughs> what's going to happen? Is it going to you know? do better and and become an example of how to rise up from the ashes or is it going to continue to do that but we have to look at the darkness we can't just deny it and i think that's why so many people right now are so freaked out because we're so out of touch with it Mm -hmm. i'm just looking it up because i wanted to refresh my memory so it's talking about uh came around the 1980s what, uh, the gothic rock scene, um, yeah. post-punk genre. But it wasn't called goth in the 80s. Uh-huh. No. And uh, Susie and the Banshees, I, I grew up with that. So uh-huh. I was like, oh yeah, my yeah, God. you know the music. You definitely oh my know. God, I'm goth. I didn't even know it. <laughs> uh, that's really cool. That's awesome. <laughs> right. Well, I definitely like dark music. I mean, the Smiths are my favorite mm. band. Mm-hmm. I, they're not goth particularly they kind of are but they are definitely they are. On the, they're close yeah. i mean it's it's like goth it's like new wave it's like 80s you know not maybe not wham but <laughs> right it's not pop <laughs> yeah it's not pop it's, it's not, not yeah. DMC. and no <laughs> uh, but it wouldn't be surprising if if uh 
people are really drawn to it even more so because of what's going on in the world right now and the heaviness and mm-hmm. you know how it kind of expresses itself uh, and the uh, punk it, rock in, my little sister's <laughs> well, a very into goth and i mean and little they're almost 30 now but. when he was elected and the world shifted uh i don't know if you've noticed this but everybody started wearing black yeah, I'm in the morning for my life. <laughs> and safety yeah. pins, punk rock. <laughs> I wear black on the outside because black is how I feel on the inside. Uh-huh. That's yeah. the Smiths. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wear black on the outside black is how I feel on the inside. Dr. Wendy's Dream Journal. Real quick, Dr. Wendy's Dream Journal exercise. I think just write about whatever you're feeling. Or draw. I mean, I love your idea. So drawing about it, writing about it, you know, painting about it, uh, poems, wherever you write are. Write a letter to dear President Voldemort. Uh-huh. Is what I <laughs> hope for you or don't hope for you or whatever. Yeah. Or, or the opposite, which is, you know, dear world. This mm-hmm. is what I want. I mean, you know, post it. There's um, the positivity. Thank you, Wendy. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this. Yeah. People do have power, and I think we have to figure it out. You know, what a blessing that this is going to be. I always think the worst things and the saddest things and the hardest things is a blessing. And and I think what is the lesson here? What what am I supposed to learn? Why is this in my path right now? And uh, you know, it's not putting sugar all over it, you know, maple syrup and making it sappy and sugary. It's, it's not denial of it, but it's a wonderful challenge, uh, you know, where we can grab it, grab it by the pussy, (laughs) grab it by the pussy, (laughs) grab it it and, um, you know, and, and turn it into power. And I think it's going to be a wonderful challenge for us to figure out what will be empowerment? What will that look like? And, you know, it's amazing what's going on here in Los Angeles. And just, you know, this is the sixth day of the, the protests. And, you know, I really hope that uh, it doesn't snowball into more, you know, scary things. But, uh, you know, stay challenged, stay educated, and stay asserting yourself and, and post away. Just watch for those danger signs. You know, hold on to what's right and what's wrong for you, uh, and and don't come from hate or fear, but you know, come from love. If you're struggling, and uh, you know, you don't need to to uh, come from you know a, a hateful place. Uh, challenge yourself to make it in a more empowering way, where you can still express your anger and sadness, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I just also want to say because I am the angel of death. Uh, somebody once told me, like, it's so confusing. You're like you're like the peppiest, most upbeat, cheeriest little cheerleader, but you're really the angel of death. And I'm like, well, yeah. I'm like, I think you can't be just one thing, right? You can't just be one way. Otherwise, whoa, how boring and, and you know, plastic that would make me. But um, I, I just want to say the hate and the anger, though, if you're feeling that, <laughs> acknowledge it and challenge it. I mean, I have to challenge it. I'm constantly challenging it with myself. I'm holding my chest, my hand over my chest right now because I'm really feeling this because I have to acknowledge where I'm angry. And like, and I realized, like, I even said something that was very loving to somebody that I care about and said, like, thank you for being one of the good straight white males. And then I realized, like, you know what? That's fucking racist of me, too. (laughs) 
Like, I've got to <laughs> check myself. I can't be, I, you know, like, I, basically what I'm saying is, so the rest of you straight white males fuck off, you know, which I'm not there saying is, at all. But there is, let's be honest, there's white privilege all over the place. Yes. And hello, I mean, yeah, so. Yeah, but at the same time, everything is relative. So they didn't choose to be born white and male and straight. In fact, I wanted to be black all growing up, just to let you know. I used to pray when I was a little girl, please, please, please let me be African-American. Back in the day, we called it black, and you know, and I would wake up and I'd be like, oh, God, I just wanted, because I connect with the black culture so much, and the music, and I was a dancer, so, uh, you know, I I don't know. To be a times I definitely wish I looked more Chicana you know just even in the to fit in more with my family or to have to also get some of them off my case you know it's like I can't help it yeah. I can't help that this is what I look like I, it's this this is what a modern half-breed woman looks like Are you right the now. lightest one in your family or the no, actually, I would actually say my older sister is, but she's got this beautiful, I like ivory skin with this, you know, black uh-huh. thick mane of hair. I mean, we're all pretty fair skinned uh, in my family, but if you looked at my cousins, like they they definitely have more Indian, like more of an Indian look. But it, you know, we're also my mother is very white, you know, very Anglo, so that counterbalances some of it. But my father also looks kind of Middle Eastern. He looked a little bit like, when he was younger, he looked a little bit like Saddam Hussein. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's like it could, there were definitely people who would think he was Middle Eastern. Uh, uh Yeah. I mean, it didn't matter. We were scared about what We were always getting happen. followed around anyways. Who's this brown man with this little white girl? So, you know, again, so I have to check my, my prejudice, my own prejudice and my own issues. So, so I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying that for all of us that if you are sad or depressed or angry or, or feeling hatred, just own it yeah. too. I mean, don't 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 act on it unless you're acting in a productive way, mm-hmm. not a destructive way. You know, people who are destroying property and you know preaching don't... hate and KKK and you know frightening, uh, threatening damaging and be sensitive to listening to other people you know it's like people who are upset and and don't tell us to get over it don't tell people to calm down somebody posted like you know when in the history has man is you know telling has it ever been okay to tell or effective to tell somebody to calm down like it just it's you know somebody Mm -hmm. who's really emotional telling it just so minimizes what they're feeling uh, but it is important to be mindful and mindfulness techniques uh, such as relaxation, breathing, meditation, meditation. visualization, mm-hmm. positive affirmations, um, you know, even if changing you, the radio stations, <laughs> even if you have to uh, preach something that you want to have happen, like the world is safe. I'm OK. We're OK today. I mean, you know, something that you want to have happen, you know, dream, wishes, hopes, it's okay to put that out there. I'm not saying be in denial, but I also care about what we want for the world and how we're going to shift it. We can't shift it until we name it and visualize it. Um, I also possible. would recommend that people read Viktor Frankl, uh, who is 
the father of logotherapy and meaning-making centered therapy and he's a holocaust survivor and um mm. the book man's search for meaning uh, it's it's helpful to everyone it's an easy i wouldn't say it's an easy read it's not an easy read but it's a quick read um but you know it's the basic premise is that a man can have everything taken away from him, but the last of his freedoms is the freedom to choose your own attitude in any given situation. In reality, mm -hmm. yep. You know, so you're right, Wendy. You know, we have to put out the positive things that we want in the world, and, you know, it's like asking for what you want. You can't get it if you don't ask for it. You may not get it, but you sure as hell won't get it if you don't ask for it. Or develop practices in the pursuit of it. And I want to go back to Chris. Thank you so much for sharing your... You're listening to us. Yes. You know what? No, I, I am very grateful for you and Anthony coming. We're definitely going to have you on again, mm -hmm. just to be a little bit more specific. And thank you for, you know, being open to just going with the flow. Go of... and look mm -hmm. at her work, people. Go yeah. to chriscrane.com, K-R-I-Z-C-R-A-N-E.com. And you can find Anthony at Anthony Pazos, P-A-Z-O-S. Dot com and, and look at their beautiful works because there's there is beauty in the world and I want to preserve that yeah, and invite that. that. Yeah. And thank you, guys. <laughs> All right, I guess we're wrapping up. All right, this so is Dr. Wendy. This is Jenny JV Wilson. You can find us online. I'll just put everything in the notes and in my intro and outro. And as Wendy always says, oh God, it's really hard to say it, but stay open. <laughs> I already said it. be as authentically yourselves as you can possibly stand, so. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh, the sisters of mercy, they are not departed or gone. They were waiting for me when I thought that I just can't go on. And they brought me their comfort and later they brought me this song Oh, I hope you run into them, you who've been traveling so long Listening to the relationship show with Dr. Wendy and Miss Jenny. A casual conversation between two friends and colleagues taking serious topics not so seriously. Dr. Wendy O'Connor and Jenny J.B. Wilson see clients in private practice in Los Angeles, California, and can be found online at www.doctorwendyoconnor.com and www.jennijbwilson.com. For entertainment purposes only. I'm gonna say it, people. Oh, oh God. Trump. <laughs>